Hello fellow planeswalkers and welcome to Into the Ether Vortex. My name's Ninja Boy, your guide into all the different ways you can enjoy Magic the Gathering and how they all come together into something wild, wacky, and a little bit magical. Hope everyone's doing well out there. Uh, if you're listening to this as this drop into your feed, we're only a couple of days away from previews for Adventures of the Forgotten Realms uh, coming out, uh, Magic's D&D set this summer. Uh, the preview train knows no breaks for sure. Uh, that being said, I still need to check in on the latest set to come out, Modern Horizons 2. While I'm personally not going to actually be playing or buying much of this set to save money for Adventures for the Forgotten Realms, I've only got one set booster so far when I was visiting a, a board game cafe with some friends recently, um, I, can still, I'm, I can still make plans for eventually whenever I do begin uh, buying singles again uh, for to upgrade my decks uh, from the last year of sets that I haven't been doing so. Uh, one other note before we begin, in this episode I'm only going to be looking at brand new cards, not reprints even if they would fit into the deck. Alright, so first off, as always, we start off with the decks that are not getting any upgrades from this set. Uh, that's Eryxmethy's Sea Monsters, Golos Snow, Ramos Dragon Cycles, and Teemer Tribal. Uh, so moving along to the actual sets, first up we have Admiral Beckett Brasses, uh, Grixis Pirates, and Treasures. Uh, so, you know, there are a couple of, uh, unlike, you know, Commander Legends, for example, which has the whole pirate sub-theme, this doesn't quite have as many, but there are still a couple of notable standouts. Uh, first up, we have uh, Burdened Aerialist, uh, two in a blue for a human pirate. Uh, when it enters the battlefield, create a treasure token, and whenever I sacrifice a token, it gets flying until end of turn, and it's a 3-1. So, uh... I do like having some, you know, Ammo Bucket Vast really wants uh, pirates to get in and deal damage, so this one might potentially work. I have to double check because I definitely took out some pirates that were just, oh, I create a treasure, uh, basically. Uh, just create a treasure and then uh, um, that's it, just the body. Um, this one might do a little bit better because it has conditional flying, um, though I'm not sure if the tensor of me wanting to hold on to, pi uh, to treasures for uh, Revel and Riches versus potentially uh, cracking it to get in with flying uh, will, will work out that well, but you know, I think that's something that, that we can we can test out maybe. Um, next up we have a legendary pirate, uh, Captain Ripley Vance, uh, 2 in red for a 3-2 uh, human pirate. Whenever I cast my third spell each turn, put a plus one plus one counter on it, and it deals damage equal to its power to any target. So this was not going to be dealing quite as much you know in the, the typical storm stuff i don't think i have like a ton of rituals and so on in here to really you know get get it consistently but as a legendary pirate uh it definitely i think has a slot in the deck uh, same goes for the next one ragavan nimble pilferer for a single red mana it's a monkey pirate legend uh of 2-1 whenever it ends the battlefield oh sorry whenever it deals combat damage to a player i create a treasure token which just goes to go with the theme of the deck and i exile the top card of that player's library until end of turn i may cast that spell so uh might not be as good for you know maybe webcam type deck but uh you know also oh, by the way it also has dash one in the red um but i think this one you know still again is a legendary pirate and you know originally the token from uh, carrie zev who's also in the deck kind of obligated to put it in there that being said the prices on ragavan are kind of ridiculous i believe it's like at 70 dollars right now so uh not going to be picking up anytime soon for realistically speaking um, let's see, you know, looking at some other of the treasure cards, uh, in the set, um, we have, uh, you know, uh, uh, there's a token and there's a treasure sub-theme here, um, but I'm going to be sticking to the ones, aside from, uh, the Burden Aerialist and Ragavan Nimble Pilfer I already talked about, we have Strike and Rich, which is a single red for a sorcery that just creates a treasure, so it's basically, um, you know, basically stores mana for a later, later turn, um, and flashback two in a red as well, um, not sure if this is powerful enough, uh, for the, uh, for the, for the treasure effect that I'm looking for here, um, so we'll see that, we'll see, um, 
And finally, we also have Junkwinder. Uh, Junkwinder being uh, kind of like the namesake for the junk uh, archetype um, within the uh, within um, the, the limited format for for Modern Horizons Two. Um, oh, let me just pull it up. Sorry. Uh, Junkwinder is a serpent for five blue blue for five six, but has affinity for tokens. Which uh, with all my treasures, you know, I can do double count for double, right? Uh, count for the tokens, and then reduce the mana cost, and then tap tap two so um this is a seven mana spell i believe you know if you have at least four tokens um you know you can uh you can definitely cast this one and still have one left over uh whenever a token enters the battlefield under my control which is you know with all the treasures going to happen quite a fair bit i can tap target non-land permanent an opponent controls uh, it doesn't attack doing it as controllers next on tap step now obviously this one isn't a pirate uh so not fully on themes but i think the art of you know all the treasure and such uh, in the art uh, may potentially work out there so we'll see um yeah I'm not fully convinced on this one just yet. All right, next up we have Arabo's um, Arabo and Johnny Selesnia cats. Uh, so not a full-on cat theme uh, in this set. Um, there are four cats total, uh, only two of which currently fit in the colors. Uh, Arcbound Mouser, which is a zero-zero modular for one mana, modular one. Um, so you know it's another one-one cat. Um, which I guess if I was taking Arabo in the more aggressive build, um, you know, really wanting the one drops, this would put, probably fit in there, but not going to be doing that. I think. Then we also have Diamond Lion. Uh, you know. Uh, reference to Diamond's Eye Lion. Uh, Diamond's Eye Lion. I believe I actually got this in that set booster that I opened. Uh, two mana for an artifact creature cat. I discard my hand, sacrifice it, and add three mana of any one color and only activate it as an instant um, for a 2 2. Now, Diamond Lion, uh, you know, again, I don't think I have much. This is definitely a combo piece, which I don't think I really have in my deck. Um, that said, there are a couple of another additions. So looking at the equipment in the set, um, you know, uh, the ones that really stand out here, um, we have uh, Calder Complete, which is a 7 mana for a legendary artifact equipment, living weapon, indestructible. Uh, equipped creature gets plus 5, plus 5, and has first strike, trample, indestructible, haste, and whenever a creature deals combat damage to a player, uh, creature, exile that creature. I already have all the other three Calders in the uh, Calder equipment in the deck, so this is just a natural inclusion for that. Um, you know, We also have the Sword of Hearth and Home, um, you know, another addition to the Sword cycle which i don't currently have any swords um i could potentially try to get all of them but i thought it'd be a little bit pricey and um if i did i'd probably wait until we get all of the swords and then try to make one deck with all the swords in it uh, which would be pretty dope i think um you know there's some other is here as well but i don't think you know for me i'm truly trying to limit the number of equipment in the deck to maybe around like a dozen or so um which i already have a dozen so i need to cut one for call to complete um but i'm trying to keep it to about a dozen or so just so i can have room for the cat still um so i think that's going to be it for Arabo and the Johnny Selesnia equipment cats. Um, next up, we have uh, the Breas Assembly Workers and Thopter tribal deck. Um, now, I'm actually thinking about maybe taking out the Assembly Workers here because there are just a bunch of good Thopters getting printed here. Um, and, you know, I, honestly, the Assembly Workers is cute to fill out the deck, but I don't think it's going to really do too much. Um, so, you know, the top three relevant cards in the set, uh, we have Barbed Spike, which is one in the white. It's another equipment, uh, but when it enters the battlefield, it creates a random 1-1 one, one thought when it's attached to it, and it just gets plus 1, plus 0. Um, I think a little bit too not impactful enough, you know, 2 mana for a 2-1 uh, Thopter token. Um, not really, I think, the rate I'm looking for. Um, same for Fear Grants Patrol. Uh, it just creates a 1-1 um, when it gets exiled from the grave. It's not even, like, uh, immediately playing it. Um, 
That said, I think Ethereum Spinner probably might make a cut. It's two in the blue for an artifact creature, human wizard for two one. And whenever I cast a spell with a mana value four or greater, create a one one colorless top their artifact creature token with flying. Um, I have twenty seven cards in the deck over four CMC, so a little bit more than a quarter. So um, this should, I think, and Brea herself, you know, is a is a um, is a four CMC creature. So that 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 in addition is going to at least get one trigger off of if this is in play. Um, we have sweep disguise, uh, which is X blue blue for a source. You create a 1 1 color stop the artifact creature token for each color of mana spent to cast a spell. So if I pay 5 mana, right, so with black, white, and blue, or black, white, and red in addition to the blue, blue, um, so 5 mana for uh, 4 thopters, I think is like a decent rate, I think. Um, we also have Breus Apprentice. I mean, it's in the name, it's it's Breus Apprentice. Uh, so kind of Obligated to include in the deck with Brea. Uh, it's two in the red for another artifact creature, human artificer. Uh, whenever it ends the battlefield, create a 1 1 Thopter, and then I can tap it, second, second artifact to exile the top of my library uh, and cast until end of turn, or target creature gets plus 2 plus 0 until end of turn on a 2 3 body. Uh, we also have some straight out Thopters. Um, we have Chrome Courier, uh, 1 in white and the blue, uh, for artifact creature Thopter, 1 1. Flying, whenever it enters the battlefield, reveal the top two cards of my library, put one into my hand and the other into the graveyard. And if an artifact creature is, uh, artifact card is put in the, my hand, that's where I gain 3 life. Um, not su I'm not sure if this is going to be fully impactful, so it's just like a one-time trigger effect um, on a relatively small body and doesn't make that many thopters. But hey, it, it does have the matching creature type. Uh, that's I think this other one will make it in. Uh, Ornithopter of Paradise is two mana for an artifact creature thopter with flying. Add one mana of any color and it's an O2 body. So uh, this definitely helps fix for Brea and even ramp out a little bit. Um, so this could potentially, I think, definitely make the cut. Um, that being said, aside from thought of specific stuff, I took I did take a look. Um, there are two uh, artifact sub themes uh, in limited here: a white red um, modular and then a blue white affinity. Um, I don't think I'm going to be playing into those quite as much. I'm going to put into another which I'll talk about later. Um, and even, like I said, even get rid of the assembly worker sub theme. That being said, there are a couple of cards here that did catch my eye. Um, we have filigree attendant, two blue and the blue for an artifact creature homunculus. Flying a power is equal to the number of artifacts. I control this will get unreasonably large due to the number of thopters I'm making, even though it's so it's a star three uh, for its power toughness. Um, probably easily removable, but it's still need the burden removal spell on it, and I think the upside is, is pretty near limitless here. Um, looking at the equipment, uh, we have Nettle Cyst, uh, three mana for an equipment with a living weapon, uh, so it comes with the German is attached to it. Equip creature gets plus one plus one for each artifact and equipment I control. Again, definitely playing in the space of. Uh, having just a bunch of art artifacts on the field. Um, let's see, we have uh, Sojourner's Companion. Um, let me, hold on, let me find that one. Uh, you know, yeah, so, sorry, Sojourner's Companion is 7 mana for an artifact creature Salamander. Uh, affinity for artifacts. Uh, so I did say I wasn't going to include too much affinity, but I think this one has a special ability. Uh, artifact Land Cycling for 2 mana. So this will, again, help me fix my mana by cycling it away for the whatever artifact land I'm looking for, which I'll talk about in a second. And a 4-4 four, four body. Um, and then there's also, um, you know, Arcbound Sakari, which is a red, one red and a white for an artifact so creature Cat Soldier. When it e would first strike, but importantly, when it ETBs, put a plus one, plus one card on each other artifact creature I control. Again, this is basically a one-time permanent boost uh, to all my Thopters um, and has modulate two on an OO body. Um, 
So yeah, like I said, there are the artifact lands as well, um, which basically there's a cycle of artifact lands uh, in the 10 color pairs that enter the battlefield tapped are indestructible, uh, but are also have the artifact subtype on them. Um, so again, just helps the increase that artifact count uh, for the various cards here that, that care about that. Uh, moving on to another artifact-themed deck, we have uh, the Palas, Dwarves, and Vehicles. Uh, no dwarves in this set, but we do have one new vehicle, uh, Dermotaxi, which is a clever pun. Uh, two mana for an artifact vehicle with Imprint as it enters the battlefield, exile creature from a graveyard, and I can tap two untapped creature I control. Until end of turn, it becomes a copy of the imprinted card, except it's a vehicle in this to its other types. And this is zero zero base, but again, when I when I make it into a creature, it'll have you know the power toughness of uh, whatever I imprinted. So this basically just grows as strong as whatever the opponent happens to have um, in places. I don't think my creature is going to be particularly too impactful uh, to want to copy. Um, so yeah, Dermot Taxi is like a nice little tech against whatever they might have. Um, let's see. They're also, again, you know, looking at some things that might care specifically about artifact and artifact creatures. Uh, the aforementioned Arc Bounce Kari could potentially boost all my vehicles one time, though that, again, depends on whether or not uh, it is... Um, that depends on whether or not uh, Arkbound's uh, well, they're already artifacts, uh, creatures or not. Um, that being said, we also have Blacksmith Skill uh, for one white mana to target permanent gains hexproof and indestructible until end of turn. Which artifact creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn. So, you know, fits into the uh, artifact creature theme to help my my artifacts. Um, could even save my commander potentially from a blowout by with the hexproof and indestructible. That being said, I also um, not fully saw on the flavor since, you know, it's about swords and, you know, you don't really bring a vehicle to a blacksmith. Um, I guess unless you have like a metal chariot or something, but that's not what I'm going for here. Oh, and of course, there is one more card I have to include, uh, which is a split card, uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, two red for fast side, instant, discard a card, then draw two cards. Furious, three red red for sorcery, deals three damage to each teacher without flying. Um... So yeah, this is just going to be a nice little tech. Uh, and well, honestly, it's there for the name more than anything else. Um, you know, Fast and the Furious, how could I not uh, with, the, with, the, uh, um, with, with, the, with the vehicle subtype theme? All right, moving on, we have Edgar Markov's Vampires. Only three vampires in the set, and only one that really interests me. Uh, Legion Vanguard, one in the white, or what's right, one in the black for a va vampire soldier. For one mana, I can sacrifice another creature, and it, and it explores, uh, so I can reveal the top card of my library, put a, uh, the, a land card into my hand, or uh, if it's not a land card, put a plus one, plus one counter on it, um, and then put the card uh, into my hand or graveyard for it with a 2-2 two -two base body. Not fully sure if those make it in. The list is already pretty tight as is. Uh, moving on to Dinosaur Tribal. Uh, we have three dinosaurs here. One of, not in colors. The Phantasmal Red Moth. Two blue blue for 6-6. Six, six. Um, so that's all in the color of the Dinosaur Tribal, which is Naya colors. The other two dinosaurs are, though. So first we have uh, Thrasta, Tempest Tour, for a whopping 10 green green. Um, legendary creature dinosaur. That said, it costs three less for each other spell I've cast this turn with Trample, Haste, and Trample over Planeswalkers. Uh, and then it has Hexproof as long as it's the end of the battlefield is turn. So definitely like a one-time relief fast at least get one big hit in uh with this guy before it gets removed um but i think yeah fastless tempest war um legendary dinosaur is kind of obligated to fit it in there um the other one is urban dagger two 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 green green for a dinosaur with vigilance uh and rage whenever it's dealt damage proliferate there are a couple of you know plus one plus one counters uh throughout the deck and you know hotly as well um you know getting loyalty counters so uh on the fourth this is on the four three body by the way so urban dagger two, i think probably makes it in just fitting it with all the enraged stuff that i I'm doing. 
next up, uh, we have uh, um, uh, Castius Enchantments. Um, so Castius Enchantments, you know, the specific th sub-theme of this deck is using uh, enchantment creatures would bestow specifically the trigger constellation, uh, with also a sub-theme of uh, the various... Um, uh, uh, the var various um, totem armors as well. So, you know, first up, uh, we have Nykthos Paragon, which is four white white for a enchantment feature, human soldier. Uh, whenever I gain life, put that many 1-1 counters on each creature I control only once per turn on a 4-6 body. I don't think I have that much life gain in this deck, but it could be something I, if I double check again, um, if it'd be worth adding in there. Um, let's see, we also have a Sky Base Bloon, which is just a normal aura, you know, one in the white for the aura. Tank creature gets plus one, plus one and flying, um, but two in the white return it to my owner's hand and only activate it if it's on the battlefield or in my graveyard. So, you know, Skybase Bloom could really, I think, do a, do a good job of doing the recurring Enchantress entering the battlefield, triggering that multiple times, I think, um, if I have the extra mana. Um, speaking of mana, we also have a Sanctum Weaver, one in the green for enchantment creature Dryad. Um, I add X mana of any one color, will access the number of enchantments I control on an O2 body. Um, so definitely, again, make lots of mana with this one uh, for all the cards that I'm drawing. Which, speaking of that, uh, we have Sithis, a uh, Harvest Hand, uh, green and white for a legendary enchantment creature, a uh, Nymph. Uh, whenever I cast an enchantment spell, draw, gain a life and draw a card on an, again, 1-2 body. So this is definitely uh, fitting once again into the Enchantress sub-theme that I have going on here. Um, and also worth noting, we also have the card uh, Resurgent Belief, um, which is a free spell, no mana cost, with white indicator. Sorcery, I can suspend it for 2, uh, for two turns, one in the white. Um, whenever, whenever it comes off suspend, I return all enchantment cards from my graveyard to the battlefield. So if you no know, late game, I've ended up you know losing all of my enchantments uh, in the in the, they've gone in the yard. Um, they, they they can all come back all at once, uh, which would be pretty nice to do. Mass trigger enchantment all at uh, the enchantment triggers all at once. Uh, next up, we have uh, the Merfolk Comanda Tribal deck, on, uh, which is uh, blue-green. Uh, four Merfolk here. Uh, all of them look somewhat interesting. Uh, first, we have Raving Visionary, one in a blue, probably the least interesting one. Uh, Merfolk Wizard, I can play blue to tap it, draw a card, and then discard Lord to basically loot. Um, and then Delirium, two in a blue, uh, draw a card and activate it only if there are four or more uh, card types among cards in my graveyard on the 1-1 one, one body. I don't know how consistently I'm going to get Delirium, and at that, at that point, I might as well just have a Merfolk for Cluedo instead. Um, let's see. We have Rusadan Doghead, callback to Rusadan Port. Uh, blue mana for a sink for a island walk Merfolk with one uh, tap and tap to tap a land on a one two body. Um, could play in some nice denial, but I don't think this is really costed for EDH. So the island walk is pretty nice. Um, we have Tide Saper, a blue mana for a Merfolk Wizard, a kicker one. But uh, and if it's been kicked when it ETBs, uh, towering lands become a an island as long as Tide Saper is on the field. I guess plus one plus one as long as the opponent controls an island um so you know this is definitely going to uh potentially replace maybe like a spreading seas effect or something uh since tide saber as a uh as the card that uh, can make a as a merfolk that can turn something into a into an island enables all the island walk stuff that i have going on in here oh wait no that's not this deck that's the erection seat deck so maybe erection seat is getting something out of this anyway uh we'll see um, and then we have Sylveon of Sea and Sky, uh, one blue blue for the more legendary creature Mofo God, stunning Seb McKinnon art, 3-4 uh, body, um, 
it has indestructible as long as I can troll at least two more Morphoak. Uh, gonna be pretty easy to do. Uh, and then other more, uh, and then whenever the tax, I draw a card. Pretty nice. And whenever. Uh, other Morphog I control have Ward, the new mechanic from uh, Strixhaven, Ward 1, which makes everything a little bit harder to hit. Um, so yeah, Morphogs I think got some nice upgrades uh, here, uh, even just only a couple of cards. Uh, okay, and then next up we have, um, I believe, the uh, uh, Samoth Warrior deck. Um, so Samoth Warriors is a deck that, again, has had a lot of uh, changes to it. Um, it's almost like I feel like I'm just cycling through all the different warriors as they come in. Um, thankfully, not a ton of warriors here. There's only, like I believe, three here um, that seem particularly interesting to me. First off, we have a legendary creature, Karth Line. Two black and a green for a legendary creature, human warrior. Whenever it enters the battlefield or if a planeswalker control dies i can look at the top seven cards in my library reveal a planeswalker from among them and put into my hand and put the rest on the library in a random order and then planeswalker loyalty build abilities get another plus uh cost plus one more to activate on the three five body um so this definitely leans more into the uh into the uh planeswalker side of things i only really have i think some moot i believe as the warrior as the planeswalker currently was so i was thinking about splitting out um but if i end up keeping keeping some moot in here Karth might be a good fit for that, though I don't think I have that many Samut Warriors to trigger that as well. So that's a mixed call there. Um, next up, we have Chatterfang, Squirrel General, 2 in the green. We'll talk about him more later, but uh, it's a legendary creature, Squirrel Warrior, 3-3 three, three body with Forest Walk. Um, and then if one more tokens to be created under my control, uh, those tokens make those tokens plus 1-1 one, one, uh, at many 1-1 one, one green Squirrel creature tokens. And I can play Black Mana to sacrifice X Squirrels to give a target creature... Uh, plus X, minus X until end of turn. Um, so Chatterfang... Hmm. Uh, Chatterfang, I think, could go well with all of the... Uh, the the warrior tokens that Nazila kind of poops out, but uh, Chatterfang also, I think, will eventually get his own deck, so I don't want to really dilute him by playing him in multiple places. Um, last up, we have a Deepwood Denizen, 2 in the green for an Elf Warrior with Vigilance, 3-2 three, three body, uh, 5 in the green, and tap it to draw a card, but the ability costs 1 less for each plus 1, plus 1 counter on creatures I control. Given that, you know, another sub-team is a bunch of plus 1, plus 1 counters on uh, my various creatures, um, this one, I think, uh, will be able to get it down to just, you know, play pit play green and tap it to draw a card might be a little bit slow so we'll see if any of these actually end up making the cut uh, moving on to uh, kind of my signature deck, uh, Omnath Hydras. Um, there's only one real Hydra in the set, uh, which is Renz Runs Hydra. Uh, X in the green for Hydra with Reach, and it's the battlefield with X11 one, one green creature, plus one plus one counters on it. Pretty straightforward. That being said, it also has Reinforced X and play X green green to discard the card and put that many counters on another tar on a target creature. Um, so this would be a nice way to save something or just get something you know in for the you know right before right after blockers that they let those look small suddenly pump a bunch of mana into the game make it a lot bigger um so yeah this could potentially be something i think that that might see some that that see what play and it's just only for being a hydra um let's see we have you know terramorph which is another ramp spell for four mana uh three in the green for sorcery switch a library card for a basic land put it on the battlefield and then suffle and then rebound it so i get to do this twice so really it's like uh four mana for two spells split over two turns and they both enter untapped which i think is a pretty good i need to double check my chart for what 
what what qualifies it for mana for me. Um, we also have uh, Goblin uh, Anarchomancer, uh, red and a green for Goblin Summon. Each spell I cast that's red or green costs one less to cast on a 2-2. Two -two. Um, this reduces the cost of my Hydras by one, basically. Uh, so I think, I'm not sure if this will, this will make the cut, but it could potentially, especially if I end up removing that elemental sub-theme. Um, and then we also have Glimmer Baron, so you know the, the secondary uh, effect on the... Uh, on in the in the deck is uh, Omnath's various elementals um, and making advantage of those, usually as walls, but Glimmer Baron coming in as a one-mana oof uh, with a one-two stats, but it gets plus two, plus two until end of turn whenever I sacrifice a token. So sacrifice a token, deal three to something uh, at will, basically, and get a little bit of a bigger thing, which feels almost Hydra-esque to a certain regard. Uh, Glimmer Baron might make the cut as well. Um, and then finally, we have Road to Ruin, uh, two and a green on the road side, which is an instant. Uh, search my library for a basic land, put it on the battlefield, tap, and then suffle. Um, basically, um, you know, a little bit below rate, but uh, instant speed is pretty nice to do. Um, and then Ruin, one red and a red for a with Aftermath, so play it from the graveyard. Uh, it deals damage to uh, target creature equal to the number of lands I control, which is going to be a really big number in this particular deck here. So a um, little bit of ramp and removal all in one um, might be a good inclusion there. Um, so yeah, and then finally we have Yuriko, um, you know, so, you know, we already talked about the Rashad and Dock Hand, conditional, um, conditional, uh, unblockable with Island Walk, um, my, if I went into a pod without playing any island types, and then this, this blue man little sources that aren't actually islands, um, might not actually be able to, to fit in there, um, but, you know, consider, considering it, um, we do have Vidalcan Infiltrator, one in the blue for Vidalcan Rogue, that's strictly unblockable, one, three stats, gets big as long as I have uh, three or more artifacts with plus one plus zero, oh, but that's not really necessary. Just having like a two drop uh, strictly unblockable, I think, is really what this deck is looking for. Um, and then we also have Said and Done, which is another split spell. Uh, two and a blue for the sorcery side it's said. Uh, return target instant or sorcery from my graveyard to my hand. And then Done is an instant for three in the blue. Uh, tap up to two target creatures. Those creatures don't untap during their control next untap step. So can clear the way for you know some potential uh, attack, uh, some, some, some attackers who maybe I don't have uh, unblockable potentially with maybe some of the ninjas. So um, plus the bigger CMC spell, this would count, you know, I believe kind of like a seven CMC creeps or mana value, whatever um, spell to trigger uh, Yuriko. So I think this is a, a nice inclusion in there. Uh, and then finally, we we also have uh, um, Douthy Voidwalker, uh, which is black black for a Douthy Rogue with Shadow. So again, strictly unblockable unless by other Shadow creatures, which no one really wants. Um, and then if it be put into an opponent's graveyard from anywhere, either I into exile with a Void counter on it, and I can sacrifice a Douthy Voidwalker to choose a exile card an opponent owns with a Void counter and pay it without playing its mana cost uh, for a three two body. Um, I think that is pretty sweet, honestly. Um, you know, strictly unblockable, and then later, later on in the game, if I'm not attacking with it, um, you know, just uh, just have it basically be a way to steal uh, cards from, from opponents' graveyards, basically. So, um, you know, definitely I think there's going to be an inclusion in the deck. A little bit pricey right now. I think it's making some waves in modern um, at about $13 or so. Um, so, yeah, those are all the decks that I currently have built out. Now, some decks that I'm currently working on building uh, on... Um, you know, we have the uh, we have my I I have this like food food clue 
dog tribal, which hear me out. Uh, I made this one a while ago, um, and then I and I started taking it apart. I think I didn't fully finish building it, but it's based around Tamiyo, right? The planeswalker. Um, you know, she's a bit of an investigator, and then I ended up adding in, you know all the all the clue stuff, and then the food stuff came afterwards, and then I realized, hey, you know, I think some dogs can can fit in here. Um, it just kind of turned into a Scooby Scooby Doo type situation. Um, so you know. Uh, between the dogs, the, you know, the dogs, Scooby-Doo, the, sna- the food, Scooby Snacks, and Clues, the mystery machine. Um, that said, I think, you know, I might split it out into mostly a Clue deck with a couple of new additions here. Um, so one, we got a late to, uh, Search the Premises, um, which is a uh, which is an enchantment for a three and a white. Whenever a creature attacks me on a, a planeswalker control, investigate. So just a Clue generating machine. Um, and then we have um, we have Floodhound, which is, you know, basically a Scooby-Doo, an elemental dog for a single blue mana, one, two, by paying pay three to investigate. So the flavor's on point there. Um, we have hard evidence, uh, create an O3 crab and then investigate for a single blue mana, which I don't know, do I want to include the crab sub theme in here? Um, you know, the scuttle tide as well, um, which I believe, um, scuttle, scuttle tide also plays in, in the, uh, in the, uh, crab space as well. Um, I believe this one is a you know, one in the blue for a enchantment, uh, discard a card, um, and create an O3, uh, blue crab creature token um this might fit into maybe like the sea creatures that i end up making who knows um let's see we have a uh, parcel one in the blue for artifact creature clumer uh, sacrifice parcel uh pay two mana draw a card it's a clumer type um on a two one body so you know there's another clue i can just play from my hand um and then let's see we also have uh we also have a uh, you know the aforementioned junk winder playing with all the clue and, and affinity for tokens um we have you know uh f- you know uh Specimen Collector, um, which is, I believe, um, uh, a, a Valdalkin Wizard for four and a blue. When it enters the battlefield, create a 1 1 green uh, squirrel creature token and an 0 3 blue crab creature token. Um, when it dies, create a token as a copy of target token I control, which in this case, uh, you know, be a uh, clue, though I guess you know, this could also uh, make, a, make another crab as well if I go down that direction. Uh, we have a uh, Fae Offering, uh, enchantment for Tuna Green at the beginning of my end step. If I've cast both a creature spell and a non-creature spell this turn, uh, I create a clue, a food, and a treasure token. So get a little bit all plus a little bit extra. Um, Funnel Web Recluse is a four and a green for a spider with reeds. Uh, when it enters the battlefield of a creature died this turn, I investigate to make a, make a clue. Uh, three, five body. Um, and then, yeah, Glimmer Baron, which I talked about in the uh, in the Omnath deck, plays well with clues as well. Um, again, this is definitely the blue-green uh, the blue green junk deck. Um, and then we got the signpost Uncommon Combine Chrysalis. Uh, blue and the green for an artifact. Creature tokens I control will get half-flying. Now, obviously, clues don't have uh, aren't creature types, but I can sacrifice a clue for two green and a blue uh, to create a 4-4 green beast creature token and activate only as a sorcery. So uh, turn my clue my clues into, cre- into beasts. Uh, how how fun is that, basically? Um, we also have Lonus uh, Cryptozoologist, which is, I think, going to be, for a lot of people, maybe the head of a clue deck. Um, I'm gonna, I, I want to include White, so it's going to be in the for me. Blue and green for a 1-2 legendary snake elf scout. Whenever another non-token creature enters the battlefield, uh, I investigate, and then I sacrifice X clues to target and target opponents reveals top X cards of the library. Put a non-land permanent for mana value X or less among them onto the battlefield under my control. Like it basically steals something from their library. Um, so yeah, that seems like a pretty fun thing to do here. Um, we also have a wave sifter, um, uh, which is, um, hold on, 
which is a uh, another blue green uh, common spell. Three blue and the green elemental. When it's flying elemental, uh, when it enters the battlefield, investigate twice. So just make two clues, and I can evoke it for you know just green and the blue, um, just to make two clues basically. Um, so I just riff off of Mold Rifter, um, and then finally we have Academy Manufacturer, um, who is uh, you know three colorless mana for an assembly worker. If I could create a clue, food, or treasure, make one of each instead on a one three body. So just make a bunch of clues, uh, make a clue bunch of clues and get it does additional value of food and treasure as well so that's the clue stuff um and then we're going to move into the uh, food stuff here uh so you know obviously the headliner here is uh okay let me see if i can pronounce her name uh asmaranda daiskada cool asmaranda martiga asmaranda martiga daiska cool okay that's good enough um a red and green a red and black creature legendary creature human wizard no mana cost but if i discard a card this turn um i may pay a green uh, a red and either red or or uh, black to cast it when i was a battlefield search my library for a card named um uh, the Underworld Cookbook, reveal it, put it in my hand, and then shuffle, and I can sacrifice two foods to create a target creature deals six damage to itself. So I'm thinking maybe with a guy with Gaium from the uh, from the and I, I'm sure other people ha have had this idea. Um, Gaium from the Commander Twenty One decks make a uh, unofficial partners of 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 Seth in the kitchen. Uh, maybe have Corval to be a backup if people don't want to um, rule zero. Will zero that, um, and I also need to figure out a way to, to play more discard stuff um, for Asmora, as I'm going to call her, so I don't have to say the whole name. Um, but yeah, I mean that's just a flavorful thing. Um, her Underworld Cookbook is one mana for an artifact, discard a card that was I guess enables her um, to create a food token, and then play four and sacrifice it to return target creature from the graveyard to my hand. Um, so yeah, and then uh, again, we have, we've talked about Fey Offering, that fits into nicely well here. Um, we have Orchard Strider, uh, which is a tree folk for four green green, that makes two food tokens when it enters the battlefield, and like, also has basic land cycling for one in the green. Um, we already talked about Academy Manufacturer, so yeah. Uh, and then we also have Tireless Provisioner, which is two in the green for an elf scout landfall. Uh, whenever land enters the battlefield under my control, create a food or treasure token. So, you know... Um, Pay a lot of lands, get a lot of get a lot of uh, stuff for a tireless provisioner here. So those are the decks that I I'm kind of half built. Um, you know that are getting updates. We have God Tribal, um, but I'm not going to add Civilian since they don't have any Morphok in the deck. So that not really a God in, in in that situation. We have the Angel Tribal deck which I'm thinking of building, but uh, you know a couple of distance here, especially on the reanimated side of things. But I haven't looked at that in a while, so I'm not going to try to force myself to figure out what goes into there. And we have the small sea creatures I talked about, you know, the crabs earlier. There's also a whale in the set which might fit in there. Um, okay, thinking about, you know, the rest of the, uh, rest of, you know, there are some other decks I'm thinking of building. Um, you know, are there any maybe, like, you know, legendary creatures that inspire me to want to build a deck? Um, so we have Zabaz, the Glimmer Wasp, uh, a single mana for a legendary artifact creature insect with modular 1, so it's an OO. Um, when a modular trigger the ability, would put one or more plus and plus one counters on a creature I control, Put that many plus one plus one plus one counters on it instead. So bumps up all the modular stuff. Play a red to destroy target artifact I control, and play white um, to give it flying until end of turn. Um, now you know I think there aren't enough modular cards to really have like a full deck. I think maybe modular plus maybe like a uh, affinity uh, would would be, would be able to be, make a deck there. Um, I think it's probably going to be a a Jeskai deck in that case, just because most of the affinity stuff is blue after all. Um, so I think this will end up making Zabaz go into the next. I'm not sure who I would play. I think there's like that Chimera from like C20 Commander decks um, who just cares about the number of cards being cast each turn. And if I'm doing Affinity, um, basically I think that that, that, that spell sling will, will help it there. 
Um, let's see. We have Eve, uh, Ave, uh, which is a uh, progenitor ooze, two green, 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 legendary ooze with Storm. Uh, it isn't legendary if it's a token, and it enters the battlefield with a plus and plus one count for each other ooze I control. So goes pretty nicely into an ooze trial deck. I already talked, I mentioned Chatterfang earlier. Um, definitely going into the skill tribal deck uh, or building a school tribal deck uh, whenever the, the prices uh, come down on some of these. Um, I believe he's like $14 right now. Uh, we have Garth One Eye, uh, who is a pretty interesting card. Uh, he's a Wooberg for a legendary human wizard, and choose a card name that has been chosen from among Disenchant, Brain Geyser, Terror, Seven Dragon, Regrowth, and Black Lotus. Uh, create a copy of the chosen name and cast that copy for on a five-five body. Now, I think Garth. People are play, putting him into essentially like an infinite combo type thing where you give him haste, uh, create a Black Lotus, blink him, create a Black Lotus, blink him, create a Black Lotus, blink him, and basically get like infinite mana on him basically. That feels like a really boring way to play him. I would really like to play him maybe like an alpha tribal deck, uh, though that would be pretty expensive. Um, but I, I, you know, I, I think that'd be the only way I really would want to build him. Um, unless maybe oh no, how many, I wonder how many one-eyed creatures there are uh, in in Magic Art, and he might be a, a tribal commander for that. Um, let's see, we have General Ferris Wakarik for one red and white for a legendary human soldier. Um, Hexproof for monocolored, and whenever I cast a multicolored spell, create a four-four red and white golem uh, artifact creature token on a three-one. This is pretty cool. Now, if I go into, Ar into Golem Tribal, he'd probably need to be in the 99. Um, similarly, I think he probably goes into the 99 of a Boros Tribal deck, though he'd be pretty cool maybe as like an alternate commander for that as well. Um, we also have Ustree, uh, Fortune's Flame, uh, one blue and a red for Legendary Efreet with flying. Uh, whenever the attacks, choose a number between one and five, flip that many coins. For each flip, I win. Draw a card for each flip, I lose. The take two damage. Uh, if I won five flips this way, I'll cast spells from my hand this turn without paying their mana costs uh, on a 2-3 body. So, you know, just coin-flipping tribal, which is just fun to do, I think. You know, there's, there are other decks that also do this as well. So maybe an alternate commander, maybe goes in the 99, we'll see. And finally, not a legendary card, but Rise and Sign, one in the blue. Uh, sorcery, target not artifact creature, basically becomes a, a zero zero artifact creature with four plus one plus one counters on it. I can overload it to just turn all of my non-artifact creature, non-creature artifacts into uh, four force. Now, I've ha played around with this idea of a Mana Rock Tribal deck uh, featuring, you know, um, Sahili and, uh, and Tezret. Um, as, as the Planeswalkers featured there. So I think, you know, this would be a nice win con in there. But yeah, uh, that is Modern Horizons 2. Uh, I watch on my watch list from there. As I noted, not going to be able to play that much of this, so who's hoping the prices on some of these come down so I can just buy the singles. Um, in any case, the podcast is coming to its resolution. Let me know what you think of Modern Horizons 2. What are you excited to build? What cards are you adding to your decks? What cards should I, I be adding to mine? Uh, let me know on Twitter at EtherVortexPod or via email at IntoTheEtherVortex at gmail.com. Find Into the Ether Vortex on iTunes, Spotify, or Google Play. You can leave a review on any of those podcast stores or on Podchaser.com linked in the show notes. My architect and all my deck lists are linked under the username NinjaBoy, Boy with an I. Intro and outro music by Kevin MacLeon at incompetech.filmmusic.io. Editing productions provided by NinjaBoy Media. Next episode is another one of these kinds of shows. They never end uh, with new cards from Adventures of the Forgotten Realms. I have a feeling that one's going to probably make more new decks as opposed to uh, spawning a bunch of uh, cards that go into existing decks. But in any case, until then, may your lands be plentiful, but not too plentiful. Pass the turn. Thank you.